Hi, Jim. How's it going? Good. We finally made connection. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's been a while since the Olympics. Do you still remember it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very well. I just finished my article for Milo Magazine, so it's all fresh in my memory. And, uh, you know, it was uh, it was wonderful. It was, as I say, uh, you know, all, all the, I've been to 10 Olympics now, and they're all just fantastic. And this one maybe wasn't as uh, grandiose as uh, London and Beijing and Australia, but it was it was well done, and they did a really good job. Okay, nice. Um, we'll just talk a little bit more about that. How was the venue? What was the atmosphere like? <clears throat> well, the, the venue was fantastic. Now, the weightlifting venue was terrific, uh, and, the, and, the, and the organization of the weightlifting was, was terrific. <clears throat> the outside of the transportation, the Internet, those things weren't, great but they they were okay you know but and then you know they had to cut corners on some things so there was a whole lot of science so it took a couple of days before you could figure out how to get around but uh, once you got into the weightlifting venue it was terrific it was really good and i had a great great seats and a good 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 position for the saw every single lift ah nice nice yeah yeah, I guess the good thing about weightlifting is you don't have to worry about the color of the water. Right, right, right. Or even the air. We had good air. We had a good good uh, facility. Everything was, you know, the weights were there. Everything started on time. <clears throat> the announcer was great. The loaders were fast, you know, so it just moved really, really well. So what were some of your highlights from the weightlifting? Well, the highlights were, and actually, you know, the, the, the world record set by the, uh, in the 56 kilo class when, you know, the one guy comes out and clean and jerks 169 and thinks he's got the, the victory, and then the other guy comes out and does 170 for the world record total, and he gets it. And then same with the super heavyweight when he set a world record snatch, and then the uh, other the Iranian super breaks that record, but then the Georgia boy comes through in the clean and jerk and sets a world record total. And then the other really big, big lift was the 77-kilo uh, lifter from Kazakhstan who broke the world record by four kilos, took a 12-kilo jump in, from his the second and third attempt and won the gold medal and that was uh, incredible and of course you know that brings up the issue of doping because you know the Kazakhs had four drug positives in, in Beijing and not in Beijing and in London and a couple in Beijing and think well how are they continuing to break world records you know and pass the test I don't know yeah yeah uh, we'll definitely talk about doping yeah. because not not only right before, I mean, the issue of the Russians not being yeah. able to show. And, well, and, and so, so that, but, yeah, that was a dark cloud over the whole event is, is the doping thing, that the Russians and the Bulgarians weren't there and the Azerbaijans, I don't think, were there either. And, you know, of course, these countries are big dopers, but so is Kazakhstan. So if Russia shouldn't have been, couldn't have been there, then Kazakhstan really shouldn't have been there either because all those countries, they have a lot of uh, drug positives. They've got a big history of drug positives, you know. So, so you know they're not trying to clean out. They're just trying to pass the drug test. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that's yeah. probably evident. I mean, and and also there was a story about the Polish lifter right. who went from ninth to the third, but then that was the Olympics before, right. and then he gets popped yes. for not being able to lift at this Olympics. Yes. I, that's strange. I know, and so it's, and so it's kind of like, you know, we've been, uh, you know, I've been involved at the Olympic level now for 40 years, and when they first started drug testing in 1976, and, and every Olympics, it's a big problem. It's just like, you know, it's, I just can't, I guess it's so important to these guys that if they, if they get caught cheating, that's okay, well, that's just the price I got to pay, but if they don't get caught cheating, then they got a gold medal or a, or a medal of some sort, and then they're, you know, kind of rich and famous uh, in their country, I guess. But it's uh, it's just so disheartening 
that uh, a lot that the Russians weren't there, and of course, if they had been there, you know, would they how would they perform? Because would they have been cleaner than normal? I don't know, you know. So it's so now we're we're waiting for the results on the drug testing because it's hard to believe that that Kazakh lifter and the and the Georgia super heavyweight lifter, uh, you know, are are clean. I mean, maybe they passed the drug test, but I can't believe that they're they're not using drugs That's in their preparation. Yeah, I mean, uh, the super heavies, they can make a jump of 10 kilos, 15 yeah, yeah. kilos in the clean and jerk, but a 77-kilo guy yeah, yeah. making a big jump like that, unless he's really sandbagging it, Yeah, well, that's a bit unusual. You know, it, it's just so, so, so these are the dark clouds over the weightlifting, and I wish we could resolve it so that it's fair competition for everybody, because that, uh, it's just such a, a shame that if a country, you know, the athletes that are totally clean, they have virtually no chance to get a medal unless the the other people get popped. You see, I mean, like Lydia Valentine from Spain, who got went from fourth to first uh, in in London because the top three were popped. Well, that's just you know that's just not not fair, not right. But uh, I mean, it's fair. I mean, it's fair that she gets the medal, but it's just not right that those others were able to get away with it that day and then have the award ceremony and the. Uh, their national anthem played and all that, and Lydia doesn't get any of that. And of course, I, I wonder if these athletes will give the medals back, or if they just say, "Well, I'll, I'll see you later. I'm going to keep my medal, and you can do something. You know, I'm, I'm going to retire from weightlifting. I don't know." So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what leverage they have to get the medals back. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes the excitement out of the competition when you're thinking in the back of your mind. Yeah. How much is this going to change when the results come? Right, right. So we're we're waiting on that. I mean, if, if uh, like I say, if that Kazakh lifter passes this test, uh, you know, it's supposed to be improved testing. That's uh, so. Therefore, how can he pass the test? But you know, we got to just got to wait and see. It's it's very. Uh, uh, it's not it's not just in weightlifting either. You know, it's track and field as real has these problems, and all all sports have something that people use that's uh, kind of banned. You know, like now they're talking about. The Russians have hacked into the uh, WADA um, base uh, you know, uh, database and found out that several yeah. American uh, athletes in tennis and gymnastics are using the substances uh, that, but they're, they, even though they get a medical exemption, you know, it's like, well, can I get a medical exemption for weakness, so therefore I can take steroids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be. Anyway, that would be a nice. One. So it's 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 uh, just but so when you put that so when you when you just don't even think about that the lifting was great the competition was great and uh, you know we just wish that it would be uh, where the lifters would come into these competitions and be 100% clean that means never having used any uh, anabolic steroids or testosterones or any of these other things that they're using. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was watching, of course. I, I was actually in the U.S. on my holiday. Oh yeah. So I saw a lot of swimming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's you know NBC. I mean, they had like five channels. Yeah, like yeah. one channel focused on golf, yeah. one focused on tennis. Yeah. I barely saw. I actually I didn't see any live weightlifting. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's because of my timing, but well, what what the deal is is. Um, you know, the NBC goes out to sponsors and say, okay, we would like you to, you know, sign up, sign up for a sponsor. So Budweiser or who's ever sponsoring Viagra, who's ever sponsoring anything, they say, well, we want to sponsor swimming or boxing or gymnastics or something that'll get a lot of a, a lot of audience, you see, because they're yeah. uh, they're going to spend a lot of money and they want the visibility of their product. So the sponsors are determine what's on TV. 
And so that's why weightlifting, not a popular in this country, doesn't get much action. Now in Brazil, you know, they were showing all the Brazilian events where the Brazilian athletes are doing well. So, it, you know, around the world, uh, the countries buy the feeds for the sport that their athletes are doing best in. So in the United States, because we get medals in swimming and and uh, gymnastics, where you can see all kinds of swimming and gymnastics. Of course, track and field is real popular, and we do well in track and field, too. But that's the, that's the sponsors. They, they want visibility of their product, and they know if they're showing weightlifting, uh, they won't get as much visibility as if they're showing swimming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just wish they would do like the BBC has yeah, the yeah. iPlayer, yeah. and you could. I that's where I watched all my weightlifting. Yeah. I was able to watch the competition, no commercials, right? Just the competition. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Well, and, and do you is that free? Or do you have to pay for uh, it? It it is free. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be saying this uh-huh. right now, but yeah, I use a proxy, so uh-huh. it looks like I live in the United uh-huh. Kingdom. Because I just wonder uh-huh. how some of these. Countries that like say they do that well, you know they, they they've got to pay they've got to buy those that you know there's uh, all these other countries and organizations they buy the feed from who's ever got all the cameras in there. So you, different companies just can't go in and put their set up their camera. They have to buy uh, make a deal to buy the the weightlifting feed from NBC or who's ever got the complete rights to all the video. Yeah, uh, they I, when I lived in the UK. If you have a, you know, you pay for your TV license, you hit the red button, yeah. and you can watch. If it's football on, you can watch any football match. Yeah. So that's how they had it. But I mean, I'm doing it by pretending yeah. I'm, yeah, my okay. computer is in the UK. Well, I, won't, I won't tell. <laughs> okay, thank okay. you. But they're going to change it now anyway. You're going to have to put in your TV license. Uh, so I don't, I don't have one. Yeah. Let's let's get yeah. on to the yeah. U.S. It's got to be uh, successful. Oh, you the, the U.S. team did very well. We had. Uh, um, Morgan King set an American record snatch, and uh, uh, Jennifer Arthur set an American record snatch as well. So Morgan King in the 48 kilo class, and Jennifer Arthur in the 75 kilo, they had you know great days, setting American records. And then of course uh, Sarah Robles, she went six for six and had an unbelievable, fantastic, all-time lifetime best day, and got third place. And that's her first bronze medal in weightlifting since 2000, when Shaw Hayworth got bronze medal in the in the super heavyweight category. So it was a uh, very, very uh, uh, good to see our women do really well. It's disappointing that Kendrick Ferris didn't do well. He only made his openers, but this is his third Olympics, and maybe it, he's just running out of gas to get in here. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that is something, you yeah. know, three Olympics. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. you know, it shows you the dedication. I was surprised. I was reading an article about him that he's a vegan. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I hear that, too, and, and uh, you know, I... <clears throat> You know, uh, I don't know of any people that have been successful uh, lifting really, really big weights as a vegetarian or maybe, you know, or vegan. Uh, maybe he has. I remember Ilya Ilyan was saying that, that was, you know, he was a vegan, but then, of course, he was also, I guess he would consider himself a vegan taking uh, steroids, you know, instead of, instead of meat, <laughs> he was eating steroids. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, I would think that would be your excuse. Yeah. Well, I'm a vegan, yeah, you know, yeah. I can't. So I, so, I, so, I, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, vegan is, I guess, you know, certainly you feel good and you're healthy if you like that, that style. I know people that are vegans and they think they, they, they feel really good. They've got energy and all that. But I don't know that you can be really strong if you're not eating uh, protein, you know, animal, fish or chicken protein. 
Yeah, I mean, he could be taking supplements as well, just protein yeah, shakes yeah, and things yeah. like that. They don't say that, but I guess that would come from an animal. He's got to be getting his protein somewhere, and I don't know if he, I didn't, I don't know if he said how, where, what his source of protein was, but you got to have protein when you're a weightlifter. Yeah, and as you said, those first two ladies, uh, Morgan King, Jenny Arthur, yeah. performed well. You know, whenever you get a PR on a stage like that, yeah, yeah, no, that's good. You know, you're setting your own. Yeah, set American records. At the Olympics and like with Sarah Robles, you know, setting all kinds of personal records, a lifetime best day. Yeah, that's awesome to perform your best at the biggest meet of your life. Do you think it will, I mean, we talked in the past about more people getting involved in the sport. Do you think it's going to give another little push here? It's going to elevate it maybe for some young girl to say, hey, she did it. She got the attention. Yeah, well, I don't, you know, every Olympics we always have people that get all excited and then they go away, you know, so... Uh, I mean, I've, I've had that, you know, experienced that since um, since the beginning of my involvement. And uh, everybody's all excited about the Olympics, oh, blah, 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 and then they, then they just fade away. Um, but now, thanks to the popularity uh, due to CrossFit and the Internet, so I think maybe we get more people that will stick with it because there is there is some, you know, the people, some of these kids can get sponsors. You know, there's all kinds of various companies, clothing companies and nutrition companies out there that are sponsoring some of these uh, lifters. And so that's what they need. They need a little financial assistance to, you know, so they can train more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, financial, yeah. as you said, that, that always factors yes. into high-level sport. Well, you know, um, money is the biggest <coughs> motivator of all. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, and I love the participation as well worldwide. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't count the number of di- different countries and of course, there was a story. I can't think of the country. The guy who did the dance. Yeah, yeah, he's from uh, Kabati or something like that. His little island in the yeah. Pacific. Yeah, he, and he's pretty damn strong. He's, he's, you know, I think he snatched one forty-five and clear and jerk two hundred. And yeah, he's 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 a. And you see a lot of lifters there that are just, you know, they're not going for the medals, but they're there doing their best. They're they're the best in their country or the best from their region, and they're glad to be. So there's a lot of good. A feeling that you know, people are just so happy to be there, and they're and they're, and they're lifting well. You know, they're, they're doing like he, he's a pretty damn good lifter, and uh, of course he's got his little uh, dance that he does, and it, you know he's, he's smiling the whole time he's lifting. He's just really enjoying himself, and and there are so many others that when they did their last lift, they would you know do a big smile and celebration of some sort, and uh, because they were just you know glad to be there. It was uh, you know it's, it's just so wonderful to see this. Good sportsmanship and good camaraderie with all the lifters. Yeah, we we touched on that a while back, where where I asked you, is it you know very competitive back there? Is there a lot of eyeballing? And you seem to say no. I mean, it's it's a community yeah. and people are supportive. Um, but let's talk about that issue now because I think that was a big issue this game, these games, uh, sportsmanship. I mean, the French pole vaulter. Uh, who's being booed, uh-huh. basically. Um, Ryan Lochte had that horrible oh, incident yeah, yeah. for him, you know, embarrassing. Well, then there were the two ladies on the track. I think it was a British woman and a, a woman from New Zealand or New Zealand and uh, another country, uh, where she helped her up and they finished the race yeah. together. So there seemed to be some really positive things but then there seemed to be like booing another athlete i don't remember that so much from past olympic games um, now the, the booing of the french was that was that was he competing or was it he or she 
It was he's competing against Brazil? uh, Brazilian, oh, okay. yeah, who who uh, actually won yeah. it in the end. Yeah, I, I I do vaguely remember that now, and that surprised me as well because uh, I saw that the Brazilians were just great fans in weightlifting. Of course, they didn't they didn't have anybody going for medals, so maybe that was why. But they cheered everybody uh, equally, unbiased at the weightlifting. I was very impressed with with the Brazilian audience and so forth in weightlifting. I. Uh, Booing the Frenchman, I didn't. I, I don't remember. Didn't so much about that. But uh, uh, yeah. there, there's always great acts of uh, sportsmanship at the Olympics, and then there's always great acts of uh, you know bad behavior. There's always somebody that you know gets arrested or does something stupid. And uh, I mean, one year I think the hockey team destroyed the uh, dormitory or the wherever they were staying because they lost or something. Yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So so just like that. The, the U.S. swimmer Lick, Ryan Lick, whatever his name is, is uh, that's terrible, and you know he's really ruined his life for a while. I mean, it'll it'll take a long time to recover from that. Imagine you go applying for a job and say, "Well, have you ever do you ever lie or cheat?" <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 never. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I when I first heard that story, I thought, "Well, it's true, right?" Yeah. I mean, it it fell into this yeah. uh, image we have of Brazil, dangerous, yeah. you know. And then it turns out that really it was a guy being stupid, yeah. and he was a bit too old, I think. Yeah, well, and you know, we I, that. we heard that too. I thought, oh, shoot, we better be real careful, you know. So we were, you know, but when when you know, then I, there was no uh, threat of danger or ill feelings at all in my entire two weeks down there. Uh, and it was, and it's not that I didn't feel safe. There were some areas I wouldn't go because you know I don't know where I am. You know, it's dark and. And, uh, you know, so I wouldn't go there because I could get lost. I mean, I didn't feel like there's, there's muggers waiting behind every corner, you know. And, uh, yeah. I, and so it was uh, the Brazilians really rallied and did a great job. Uh, and they're very, like I say, very gracious hosts. And, and uh, you know, it's like somebody that doesn't have a lot, but they, would, they shared it with you. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. That's good. And overall, those big fears, uh I mean, there was the the color of the water in the diving yeah, pool yeah, and things like yeah. that, but I I didn't hear a, a lot of stories. I mean, about the outdoor water events. No. I mean, there was a couple times I read someone was ill, but there wasn't anything major there. No, no, no major. Then, uh, you know, they what they had done apparently they had diverted the sewage uh, from which normally goes into that one bay where they were doing a lot of the rowing events, and so now it's probably dirty again. But they had somehow diverted it for the for the event so it wouldn't be you know sewage and duck in the in the water and that's normal like in, in beijing you know and, and the, the smog issue and and of course we had no issues in london that i can think of right now but it was uh there's always some issue and of course you know they're talking about the uh the the athletes village is not being complete on time well that that's I'm, i've been to events uh where things weren't working you know and but in those days now everybody complains uh, and uh, hmm. but anyway, the, the the village thing got taken care of. I understand the U.S. hired some of its own people to go in beforehand and make sure that the uh, accommodations for the U.S. team were uh, complete and, and functional. And how about mosquitoes? Did you get? Uh, you know, I you know I, I'm still waiting to see if anything's happening. <laughs> uh, you know, I I I. I, I, I I don't know if I got bit. I mean, I got you know, you get a few bites, you know, bug bug bites, or who knows what you get. A little, so, but no, I don't, I don't, I didn't see any mosquitoes, and I don't think I got got bit by any mosquitoes. So, yeah, it wasn't the time of the year, really. Right, for it. exactly. So, in fact, you know, yeah, so uh, yeah, it's worse. In, it's worse in Florida than it is in uh, Brazil. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that's where I was actually. Yeah. I was in Florida watching yeah. it. And my parents kept saying, Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to get yeah. Um I I do want to talk a bit about also um the biggest stories. I mean w- w- uh, of course as we said the US focuses on swimming. Yeah. Gymnastics, very successful yeah. there. Um, but what were some of the events that you felt were really popular? Well, over there, they were they were, they, were, they did well in the rowing, some of the rowing events. There's, and there's lots of different types. So there's canoe and there's kayak and and different types of uh, rowing events. And and the Brazilians were doing well there. And they were, of course, naturally the big story was their soccer team won the gold medal and beating the Germans who apparently beat them for the World Cup a couple of years earlier. So that was that oh, was yeah. a big that was a big show. That kinda probably made the Olymp the Olympics entirely worth it for the Brazilian because soccer is uh, their their sport. So they won the gold medal on their home turf beating the team that beat them uh, you know at the World Cup previously. So that that was that was really big and boy everybody was really, you know, going crazy about that. But still you know it, it was uh uh you know it, Trying to think what else. Uh, wherever the wherever the Brazilians were, of course that was that was. A, I guess volleyball yeah. must have been big. Yeah, they're always big on volleyball. Yeah, beach yeah. volleyball. Yeah, that's right. They're right. They were big in volleyball. Yeah, and so you know they were you know so I think they think the Brazilians were satisfied with their uh, results, and of course I think they'll be very happy and satisfied with the overall uh, you know Olympic production altogether and. I know they have big political and economic issues going on, so at least for a few weeks they had a, a, something to smile about. Yeah, I, I think it, that's what I love about the Olympics is if you're tuned into it, you got something to smile yeah, about. Yeah. There's there's always a story you can find. I mean, I you know Michael Phelps is somebody that's been a household name for ages, yeah. and I, I have to say, like this is the first time I really felt, you know, I mean, of course he's he's one of the he maybe is the most successful Olympian ever, but I mean, he really showed himself yeah, at this yeah. age and coming back. And I, I think the guy can show up in four more years. Well, you know, if, if he wants to, because you know, after a while, you know, he's got all these gold medals and he's a little older now. And I don't know if he's married with children. I think he might be. And then, you know, all of a sudden when you get, when you get married with children, uh, all of a sudden your athletic career kind of comes down a little bit, unless you're getting paid a whole lot. Now, he gets. He's. I'm pretty sure he's financially set with all his endorsements and things that he's picked up over the years. But uh, you know, it's like these professional football players. I mean, they've got to continue to go out there and rack their heads to get that paycheck. So uh, that's why they'll stay. They'll stay till they can't do it anymore. But he's uh, financially set and he's uh, historically set. So just like you're saying, Bolt. You know, he's got all those medals as well. And but when you get into your 30s, uh, the body doesn't respond as well. It takes longer to recover and and all of a sudden, you realize you have more responsibilities if you got a family. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's he's another marquee name yeah. that just came through again. Yeah, but you're saying Bolt was amazing, and uh, Phelps is amazing, and uh, you know, of course, and we do wonder about well, these guys are so terrific. Are they are they natural, 100% natural? Because <clears throat> you know the Jamaicans have had a lot of their athletes, and track and field has a lot of athletes. The same drug issues that. That weightlifting has, and so he wonders. As we're saying, Bolt is—is is he really 100% clean, and he's that good? Yeah. When I when he first came out, that first Olympics, I was like, no, he's not clean. Yeah. 
But I, I think he well, has. It's, I, it's, it's one of those body type yeah. things. Well, you know, but like see, the Michael thing Phelps. Is, what they don't do in the drug testing is they don't publish when how often someone is drug tested. Now, see, if Phelps was a fell, his I mean, not Phelps. Well, yeah, Phelps too. But I mean, if a Usain Bolt was to fail the drug test, that would just you know just turn people off to track, like you know, like sponsors and TV and things like that. So it's almost sometimes. People, they look the other way when they're so big, like with Carl Lewis a few years ago and, and several others. If they're really a big uh, meal ticket to the uh, sponsors and the TV, they kind of look the other way. So, yeah, they, I, could see, I could see that, too. I could see myself. that, too. But I, I think it, it's like some lift, like Naeem, had a body type that just... Well, Naeem was dirty as can be. I mean, Jesus. You know, there's okay. There's another, I mean, there hasn't been a clean... Um, there hasn't been a medalist in the Olympic, a, a gold medalist in the Olympics uh, uh, that's that's been 100 percent clean since 1976 <laughs> or before. Okay. Yeah. So. I've, okay. I, I buy that. Yeah. I buy that. But anyway, but then, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, okay. What I want to say is, uh, what are you looking forward? The next Olympics is in Tokyo. Yes. Yes. 2000. Yeah. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with weightlifting? Well, I mean, there's yeah. so many pops. Yeah. Because not only were there so many pops, there were so many people competing and getting medals who had come off suspension. There were yeah. half a dozen or more. Uh, in fact, even our, our Sarah Robles, she had been suspended for two years for banned substances, you know. And, and True. So, True. I mean, it's always, so it's kind of like, peop, you know, the people go, well, your sport is, you know, you're, we're popping the guys that are getting the medals and we're popping the guys that are coming, I mean, the guys are coming, getting suspended and coming back and winning medals. So, I don't, I wonder, you know, what the future is. I wonder... Uh, if there will be some major changes, I, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I, I just can't believe that it's gotten worse in, in terms of the number of drug positives we're getting. I thought, okay, the guys are still using them, but they're smart enough not to use too much, and they're getting off them in time so they can pass the the test. So I was thinking, well, these guys and gals are lifting pretty impressive weights on my, on a very minimal amount of uh, steroids. I can so, but I don't know, you know, it's it's, I, I wonder what's going to happen and and. Uh, you know, we wait to see if something will because that's. But see, weightlifting is really popular around the world. It's a big sport in in the third world countries and and, the, and so and Eastern European and Asian countries. So hopefully we we have enough popularity to keep us in. But I just hope that we can somehow make it fair and clean uh, for everyone. Yeah, it's almost like. You know, you'd have to start testing people at the age of 14 or something like that. Because you can use, you can give someone a lift or a substance at the age of 16 yeah. before they're even being tested. Yeah, yeah. And then what What are you going to do? I mean, what I always thought was they could do a hair test. That can tell you everything. That's what people always said. You know, a hair test can tell you anything you've used. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I've heard that too, but, uh, but they're not... Uh you know that hasn't. I haven't heard any uh, talk about doing the hair testing because you know they do blood, and then they do yeah. your urine. So, yeah. And I read today WADA um, had met with the Olympic, the IOC, uh, to discuss this issue. Just today, it was a news article. It didn't really say much. It just said that there would be full disclosures <laughs> in terms of testing yeah. and react. You know how the testing is. Well, see what they not. But what they don't do in terms of full disclosure, they don't say, okay, well here's. Uh, lifter A, and he was tested these days, and here are the results from those tests. 
You know, that's what they got to do. That's full disclosure is not just the test that they failed. They should be letting you know, saying, well, they passed the test this day and then they failed it that day. Or they, you know, everybody should be tested like two weeks out and four weeks out before the before the Olympics, and it should be public. Yeah, so yeah. Then, I, I think so. That's so, right. so then that you know, I understand it's not realistic to be testing people year round, except uh, except once a guy like Ilya Ilyin, if he decides to come back because of his high profile, he should be tested on a regular basis, you know, like they do uh, in the NFL or in Major League Baseball. When someone has a drug problem, they get they have to go and get tested on a regular basis. So, uh, but right now, you know, we we know that Ilyin uh, gets tested at the competition, or at least his urine gets uh, collected. But uh, you know, I'm I'm just yeah. so amazed that. That he only failed the drug test in 2008 and 2012, but he only failed it because of reanalysis and increased technology. So I think that increased technology would catch, you know, all these guys, you know, the guys that competed here in uh, Brazil because they're probably doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it it does make you wonder about the future of the sport because it's not a track and field it's not swimming so the yeah. profile as you were saying about the sponsors isn't as great yeah. so if you keep heaping these things i mean i just uh once in a while I'll google usa weightlifting olympic style weightlifting uh-huh. and just see what comes up and 70% of the articles are about doping yeah 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 you rarely see an article about the sport unless it's very general uh-huh. Uh, or personalities in the sport, it's usually about a competition coming up, or it's about someone caught using at a competition. I think it's a big, big, big thing. Now, you said uh, since 76, no gold medal winner. Okay, so tell me this. Okay, I'm a 62-class kilo weightlifter. What would be elite lifts? I mean, if we're thinking that a lot of these guys over the years are using recently. If a person has never used them, They'd be 10% less. But still, still pretty good. For example, Kendrick Ferris, if he was lifting 40 years ago and he's 100% clean, those would be Olympic uh, gold medal weights. Yeah. So same with Shane Hammond. Shane Hammond, to my my belief, that he never, ever took any anabolic steroids or anything like that. And so he would have been an Olympic champion. but uh, all the others, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's all. If it, if, if it never take in, in your entire career, uh, it's about a 10%, 7 to 10% boost. So if you take mm-hmm. them uh, and then clean out for a, a couple of months or maybe, you still, you know, you still have a positive uh, uh, boost off it. But um, it's uh, so, so, you know, that's another thing. If we, if we could really clean up the sport, then would it still be attractive because it wouldn't be lifting as much weight? I see. I think. I, I think it is. I, I think this. The other thing I think. It, okay, I was watching back as I said on BBC iPlayer a lot of weight classes, and what makes me watch is the personality, the spirit, the sense that they are lifting that weight. Mm-hmm. When I see a lot of those lifters come out, and I'm like, "Whoa, wait a minute! This is, you know, 180 kilos. It's double body weight plus yeah. almost a half." And they make it look so effortless. Yeah. Maybe there's something wow about it, but it just then I then I immediately that thought pops in my head. Oh yeah, of course it's effortless. Yeah. Well, you see now He's, in the United in, States yeah. because we compete 100% clean, our sport is thriving. We love our competition. We're not, you know, winning gold medals or breaking world records, but yeah, people love weightlifting. They love doing so. You know, but if you, so therefore, but you have to keep 
a real strict drug control because if you give a little window of opportunity, people will use it to cheat. And so every now and then we catch, uh, you know, somebody like we had this kid, Pat Mendez, who kept trying to sneak through and kept getting caught. And, and then like Sarah Robles got caught once. And we had another girl recently who was a high level uh, CrossFitter and uh, competed in weightlifting mm -hmm. and she got popped. And so there's some people that will try to beat the system and it's either out of stupidity or ignorance or, you know, or they're maybe they're trying to beat the system, but usually it's uh, they're kind of just they don't know what they're doing. Usually, but anyway, it it would be great to see the the whole world uh, be be clean, meaning never use steroids. And yeah, and I I I've, I've got to think that when this time moves forward, I mean, they seem to be really on it now. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at all those past two thousand eight, two thousand twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so many athletes. Yeah. Um, that maybe there will be that change. Maybe people will start saying, but, you know, there's always science, there's ways of hiding things. And and see, the thing is, that in order to do that, though, we have to have strict uh, penalties. So, like, you know, uh, what I would hope is that, but now for the next Olympics, that any athlete that gets popped during the next four years does not get to compete at the Olympics. If they do a two-year suspension, let's say they get popped this year and they got a two-year suspension, that's fine. But they, but they can be the worlds and the Europeans, but they can't compete at the Olympics. So anybody that gets popped during, you know, the, from now on, uh, should be uh, eliminated from the Olympics. Uh, it's logical, right? Yeah. It's a four-year cycle. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to the next. I mean, we just finished this one, but I'm I'm really looking forward because I think that. Uh, Tokyo will be, you know, up for the occasion. Yeah, and this, you know, the, Japan's a good, a good example, and I believe they're 100 percent clean. I don't know, like I, I, I can't recall, and I, I, I if, if, uh, Japan has had any drug positives within the last uh, 20 years or ever. Wow. And that's that's something. yeah, and so, um, you know, I just you know, and then I, and I know that they're they're certainly clean now and have been for a long time, and. They they're pretty damn good. So you know, see, people can be pretty good. I mean, like Naeem Sulaimanoglu still would have been the champion, but he wouldn't have been doing triple body weight, you know, plus ten kilos. You know, he might just. Yeah. I don't think that anybody could do triple body weight clean and jerk, uh, you know, being one hundred percent clean. Ah, okay. See, that's what I was trying to get you yeah. to get to. No. Was like, what what do you think the limitation yeah. is? Like, would we be seeing those triple body weights? No. So you say no way. I say no way would these guys be doing triple body weight. Uh, without some performance enhancing uh, medicine, and uh, okay, okay, and so now you know it's impressive they come and do it because the they're getting tested the contest of the competition. So they're uh, we will soon find out that they're clean that day. They're passing the test that day, but uh, yeah. in training, see when uh, you build up, you know, the big reserve. So like these guys doing triple body weight, maybe they're doing triple body weight plus five kilos in training, and then when you get to the contest, they you know, clean out their takes about five kilos off their lift or something. Now, these, these lifters that lift these big weights are really tough, special people. But uh, So they would probably, the same people would probably still be the champs, but it just wouldn't be with the same amount of weight. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Um, so on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, yeah. uh, what do you think of Brazilian food? Well, uh, it was okay. I mean, you know, I, I, nothing special. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't go. Oh, yeah, boy, I gotta go to Brazil for the food. You know, it was, uh, it was okay. You know, <laughs> so I, so I would just say five, right in the middle. You know, that, but I would, uh, you know, it's like you go to 
France for the food, or you go to Spain, or you go to you know a different different countries, right. uh, Italy, and, and different countries are known for yeah. you know their fantastic cuisine. Just like you don't go to Ireland for the food. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one to ten, ten being highest. Yeah. Uh, Brazilian hospitality. Oh, that was uh, a ten. They were they were great. Ten. Okay. Yeah. They were they you know and. They they were doing their best and and they only spoke Portuguese so it was kind of a, a struggle you know yeah. but uh, they were doing their yeah. best and uh, one to ten uh, the games itself uh, well see, I've been to ten so I I, I have to go like uh, London Australia Beijing uh, Los Angeles uh, Barcelona. Uh, mm. So they're you know, right in the middle of the pack, maybe number five or okay, five or six. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, yeah the, so you admit the, the worst Olympics have been. It was in, in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. They were they were all kinds of problems <laughs> there. Ah, okay. Yeah, I think I remember you talking. Yeah. You told stories yeah, about that. Yeah. Uh, so you said you've admitted you've been to ten Olympics. Yeah. So you're at least forty years old. Uh, well, my body. Uh, there's nothing I'm, nothing. I'm looking around my place. I don't think I own anything. Forty years old. Everything's old. <laughs> yeah. um, and how was it? You're back in the states. I I, I wish I would have gotten you on sooner, but I was like, I got to give you time yeah. to get back. Oh, yeah. I, I had come back from the U.S. as yeah. well. Um, but uh, what's new? What's happening? Anything special? Well, well nothing special except uh, you know. Uh, I mean, the weightlifting now. Well, the, the the downside for USA weightlifting is they closed down our Olympic training center. <clears throat> and, I'm, and I'm not quite sure why. I'm guessing because we don't, we're not a big revenue-producing sport, or we didn't bring in any medals or something like that. Uh, <clears throat> I don't. I haven't heard anything officially about it. But it's a real shame that they closed down our Olympic Training Center because, you know, that's where Jenny. If it wasn't for the Olympic Training Center, Jenny Arthur may never got to be to the level she got to. Um, we go back to Mark Henry and uh, Tara Knott and. Tim McRae and Wes Barnett and I can go on and Tom Goff and go on and on. So many lifters that thanks to the Olympic Training Center, they got to achieve their, their highest level. And uh, so many other people benefited by me, by that, doing you know, the training camps and things like that. So that's a big downer. And I, I don't know what's going to, how, how we're going to resolve that. There are, you know, there's uh, Kyle Pierce has a great program in Louisiana and, and uh, there's a Northwest um, Minnesota, which has a good program. And, there's a uh, Linwood College in St. Louis. Uh, there's a few pockets of, of you know universities where maybe people can go and get an education and continue to lift weights. But it's uh, <clears throat> yeah I, I don't know you know there's and there's all kinds of gyms around the country now. So I, but I don't know how it's going to work because in comp you know, we got a big competition this weekend in uh, New Orleans. It was scheduled for uh, Baton Rouge, but because of all the floods, they had to move it. Because the the, uh. the competition hall was is now being used for a uh, rescue uh, shelter. Like, yeah, shelter, yeah. Anyway, so they're they're uh. in New Orleans starting tomorrow, and there's 600 lifters, and that's wow. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, with our university. You know, when I, I ran universities back in 1990, and we had like 70 lifters, maybe maybe 60. <laughs> yeah. So so the sport that's, has got yeah. great popularity. People are training. They're finding places to train and coaches to train. Uh, and so I think, you know, we will continue to get, get better. And, um, you know, I just wonder, uh, you know, with that, with the closing of our training center, how that's going to work, because we've hired, 
Tomas Feder, the, the, the Hungarian guy, to be our coaching or education director. We've hired the guy who uh, was a competition manager for the Brazil uh, Olympics, weightlifting. We've hired him wow. to be our event uh, manager. Uh, we've hired uh, Piros Dimas to be something. I don't know what he's going to be doing, but a consultant, <laughs> okay. coach. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, he's a great guy, but uh, he's never, to my knowledge, never coached or organized or ran a program. And I don't know about his English being so good, but uh, you know, he's a superstar. And of course, he's a superstar that we could go back and test his year and it wouldn't uh, wouldn't pass today. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's uh, it was different. You know, people say, oh, well, it was a different era. Okay. But anyway, uh, he, he's a good guy. Okay. So, I'm not, you know, so we, we're this guy, uh, Phil Andrews, our uh, chairman of the board, not chairman of the board, he's our CEO or executive director. He's a, he's a great guy and doing a great job. And so, you know, he's hired these, these you know, high-level professionals to help us with our program. So I'm waiting to, to see how it goes without our training center because our training center was kind of the heart of our program. Yeah. And uh, so, like, Zygmunt is our national coach, and I don't know what his future is. I haven't heard anything on him yet. And, and the hard thing about that is when you shut down the national center like that, it's a sport that is purely amateur. Like it's right. not gonna make an individual money like a Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan could turn around and say, "I want to start a private," you know what I mean, yeah. and set it up. Yeah. Uh, not that you need it for basketball, because basketball is yeah. so. Right. But it's a, it's a generating money generating sport. It's a professional yeah. sport. Um, and and I think you really hurt the sport of weightlifting by closing that. Exactly. So, um, we'll, so we've got lots of challenges. We, I mean, the future looks good, but with the closing of the training center, we've had it since 1990, and uh, like, wow, this is you know 26 years of this wonderful facility that we had to, <clears throat> as our kind of our center of our activity, and we, you know, but anyway, we have to wait and see because I, I, I don't know. I'm disappointed that it's closed because I, when I was president of the federation, that's when we started it. It was my under my watch that we started the Olympic Training Center and hired Dragomir and and Lynn Jones and those others that would, you know, help the program thrive. So let's wait. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Yeah. We'll hope for the best. Yeah. What else is there to do? <laughs> yeah. um, so how about, how about Turkey? They had one medalist, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, but there's bad news because of the positives from the prior games. Yeah. Yeah. They're thinking oh. of banning them yeah. from competition. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I think there was uh, there was three or four countries that they said that would possibly be banned um, because of so they, they set a limit of how many uh, pass positives oh. you get. I saw even China is going to be banned for a year. Well, I, 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 didn't, I haven't seen that. I know they had three positives. I think it was for some substance I wasn't familiar with, so they're trying something different, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm not I'm not up on all the latest positives. I know that China's had some, and of course Turkey and so forth. It was like. So I've been, you know, checking the USA, I mean, the IWF website to see what come, what's been coming on, but nothing, nothing real big. You know, they're, they're not, anyway, it's just, uh, it's uh, around the world, things are kind of uh, unsettled. And, but that's why the Olympics were so great, because it was like for a couple of weeks, you didn't read much about uh, the problems of the world. It was all about the Olympics, you know, and it was all positive. Yeah, yeah. And so for at least for yeah. two weeks, or, you know, 20 days, the Olympics were, uh, a little reprieve from uh, the problems of the world because there, there was 207 countries there. That's pretty impressive. Now the, the Paralympics went mm-hmm. on. I think that was very successful as well. And so these two events that are you know over a month. Uh, I thought they you know bring kind of a 
shed a little light on the on the possibilities of good things that can happen in the world. Yeah, yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. That's the Olympic torch, yeah. right, in the night. Yeah. It's something that you can... Okay, yeah. very good. Well, thank you very much, and nice chatting with you again. I'm glad that things are semi-okay in, uh, in uh, Turkey. <laughs>